On today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows, John gets married. James gets married. They find out that they got married to each other. What? All this and more on a very special episode of There Will Be Crossbows. And the beastly horde approached the castle gates as a ruinous multitude of malice, but the king was prepared. For the blue wizard had warned him. There will be danger, and there will be crossbows. Hey everyone, it's John, one of your hosts. Happy holiday season, everyone. We finally made it. I'm so glad that you are here with me today. We've got a really special episode for you. We are proud to present for you today scenes that we have recorded, but we just didn't have time to put into other episodes, so they go into this episode, and also some brand new content that we recorded just for today. That's 100% brand new comedy for your ear holes. The theme? Relationships. Brand new commercials. Brand new Amazon product reviews. And a return of the segment from the old days called Question and Answers. Let's waste no more time. Roll the first scene! If I tell you this secret, it might destroy our relationship. Well, that'd be kind of great because honestly, I was coming here to break up with you. Is this coming as a shock? This is a total shock. We hadn't texted in like a week and um, I heard through the grapevine that you slept with my best friend. So I figured this was probably over. Am I wrong? You are wrong. Yes. But but that does have to do with the secret. All of, all of that. It, uh, it is it is germane to the secret. Wait, that's not the secret? Uh, no, no. I, I did not sleep with your best friend. So what did you do with my best friend? Well, I was intending to sleep with him. Uh-huh. It was my intention that I would go over Marvin's house and I would seduce him. Uh-huh. That didn't happen. Instead, I went to Marvin's house and I ended up murdering and eating him. What the fuck? It took me an entire week to eat all of him. And that's why I've been incommunicado because that was a whole situation oh my god you killed and ate marvin like how many of my friends have you killed and eaten you can't just keep doing that i just wish you actually would sleep with one of them for a change i keep meaning to i'm so sorry i i get over there and i get that look in my eye and they get that look in their eye, and I misinterpret it, and I end up clubbing them with something really, really solid. And, well, it's really hard to seduce them at that point. Bill, I'm just, honestly, I'm so pissed off right now. Like, when I first started dating you, I thought your cannibalism and your murders were, like, sort of cute and charming. I said, like, ooh, he's got an edge to him. And now, it just annoys me. And why haven't you ever tried that with me? Am I just not special enough that you want to kill and murder me and eat me? Huh? Oh, I've almost clubbed you to death so many times. You don't even know. But you never do. No, I have to stop myself. I guess if I'm not important enough to you to kill and eat, then uh, we shouldn't be together anymore. So um, we're done. I'm leaving. One, one more night. Just come over tonight. I promise. If I don't kill and eat you, you can break up with me. 
This episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by the Counterfeit Spouse Detection Agency. If it's happened to me once, it's happened to me a million times. I come home and find out that my spouse is actually an FBI plant put there to collect information that I spew out at my most vulnerable moments. Hi there, I'm John Smith. Yeah, John Smith. If you're anything like me, you have an extensive background with the mafia as well as with overseas intelligence agencies. But you've left that life behind in order to settle down in the suburbs. You found someone you really clicked with at a local tavern. You had a whirlwind romance and you got married. Only to find out five months in that they're a government spy. Damn it. It happened again. That's why I've opened up the Counterfeit Spouse Detection Agency. If you're an intelligence professional who just believes in love, give me a call before you take the plunge. Ask for me by name, John Smith. Bob, why is the TV missing? I had to sell the TV. I decided I needed money more than I needed reruns of Leave it to Beaver. What do you need the money for? Is there something you need to tell me? I don't need to tell you anything. I could just continue living my life as a mystery to you. What are you hiding under there? Is something moving under your arm? Nothing. Is that a bear cub? No, it is not a bear cub. It is two bear cubs. You sold our TV to buy bear cubs. I did not sell our TV to buy bear cubs. I sold our TV to buy food for the bear cubs, which I stole from their mother. I just want this marriage to work and I want us to communicate. And if you're going to do things like sell our TV or steal two bear cubs from their dangerous mother, I wish you would consult with me first. Is that too much to ask? When we got married, you said in your vows that one of the things you liked best about me was my air of mystery. It's really hard to maintain that after living with somebody for so long. So you're doing this just to shake things up? You just want a little spice back in the marriage? Is that what you're saying? I have to keep the marriage spicy. Gotta keep it spicy. Damn it, one of the cubs is shitting himself. That's the least of your problems. There's a stick of dynamite hidden somewhere in the house. Oh my god, why would you do this? As a distraction so you don't notice the giant ship parked outside. Where did that come from? That's a Revolutionary War era battleship. What you should really be asking yourself is, why was I told about the ship? What is it a distraction for? This is actually getting really exciting. I see what you're doing here. Now I'm just, now I'm just wondering what's going to be around every corner. Spicy. Today's episode of There Will Be Crossbows is brought to you by Love Guru Enterprises Limited. Think you know all there is to know about love? Well, come on, Casanova. Don't keep all that information to yourself. You could become the next Love Guru. Love Guru Enterprises is now selling franchises to aspiring romance advisors all over the country. For just $20,000, you get to use the official Love Guru name, and for an additional $39.99, we'll mail you a certification that establishes you as an official Love Guru. Our franchise owners have made up to $1,700 profit in the first year alone. $1,700, $1,700. So buy a Love Guru franchise today. Get a bunch of clients who are stupid enough to pay you lots of money for relationship advice and start raking in the dough. Act now and you can secure one of our limited two-pack franchises, which also includes a Dairy Queen. 
Don't wait to share your burning desire to interfere in other people's personal lives. Become a love guru today. My rich bastard grandpa died and we sing Ave Maria. He died at 73 from acute gonorrhea. A veteran of the Air Force, the one in North Korea. I'm only crying because he left his fortune to me. He laughed at the homeless, with women was a pervert. Protested at gay funerals, didn't care who was hurt. He cursed at single moms and when they cried he said it's funny. And now that he's dead I've got all his dirty money. What does it say about you? When you're the favorite nephew of an evil dude Did he see something in you? Something that made him think you're evil too 80 million dollars in 14 different banks He created his fortune by making Iraqi tanks How can I be happy that I was his favorite grandson When he made the rest investing in chemical weapons I've been avoiding him since 1980 Because his ethical outlook was decidedly shady What will happen to me with this fortune so weighty? Will I invade Haiti? Will I kill a Kuwaiti? They say that money corrupts absolutely Now I'm feeling that pressure rather acutely I've got good intentions as a multi millionaire but when it comes to rich folks the u.s is laissez-faire what does it say about you when money determines if what you say is true because of who i'm related to my vote and opinions count more than you well my grandma died she didn't leave me a dime she gave to charity what should have been mine i don't understand she was such a great lady she donated her kidney to father o'grady she always was kind to strangers and friends she gave a homeless man her mercedes-benz she said to always take care of the less fortunate she made me let that mouse go and not torture it. She volunteered in shelters and gave to the needy. She taught us all to never be greedy. Well, fuck all that shit. It's pure arrogance. She could have helped her grandson with her inheritance. What does it say about you? The least favorite grandson of a woman so true. Did she see nothing in you? Not the slightest hint of any virtue. Man, I'm a person in need. I got bills coming due. I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I'm totally screwed. It would have been nice if she'd tossed me a bone and not build a tennis court for the old folks home. I can't think of other people when I'm practically broke. Paying for that deaf kid's college was a pretty sick joke. How come random acts of kindness never randomly pick me? Cause I got no disease. I ain't no amputee. Well, I still need a handout. My life is really tough. I tried to be a good grandson, but it wasn't enough. So thanks a lot, Granny. You may have been great, but you didn't give nothing for the grandson you hate. What does it say about you? The least favorite, favorite grandson of a woman so true. Did she see nothing in you? Not the slightest hint of any virtue. Hey, Donnie. I know you're still broken up about that girl, man, but, uh, you could still wash the dishes when it's your turn to wash the dishes. I mean, like, we still got to keep the household running, man. Melissa always washed dishes when they were dirty. <laughs> She's gone, man. She's gone. We got to move on. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll move on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I'm having a hard time getting over the crash. Well, it's, it's, it's been over a week, man. I think it's, it's time to, uh, I don't know, get over that shit. She's young. She hadn't accomplished much. Like, who better to get hit by a train? That train barreled directly into her house where she and my wife were both sleeping. Maybe it's a sign, you know? 
that your marriage and your affair just weren't going well. You didn't even live with any of them. It was going great. Everybody was happy until the train. I found a new goal in life. I will destroy the trains. Taking it a step far, don't you want to just become an engineer, learn how to drive a train, and then drive it more safely so you can prevent future accidents? There will be accidents until trains are eliminated from the face of the globe. I'm happy to see a little pep in your step because you've been just sitting around all mopey all week, but uh, are you sure you want to go through this? Trains are pretty tough, man, and there's a lot of trains. Boy, it's a good thing you weren't around when Batman was coming to his realization about the world. We would have been robbed of a hero. That's what you're doing right now. You're robbing the world of a hero. Like, am I, am I supposed to feel bad that I'm the voice of reason around here, man? Wash the fucking dishes. Would Alfred say, Master Bruce, no, you cannot go off and train in Asia. You have to wash the dishes. No, Alfred would say, you, go become a hero. I will wash the dishes for you. Alfred was a butler, so he already should have washed the dishes in this scenario. But uh, your point is well taken. Can I be your sidekick? Absolutely. First sidekick duty, go wash those dishes. I see what you did there. This is Janice Alalansari of the National Kill All the Trains Foundation. The National Kill All the Trains Foundation would like to endorse the preceding scene, which advocated for the death of all trains. Trains are responsible for the deaths of nearly 60 million Americans every single year due to their spreading of diseases such as the flu, the coronavirus, dysentery, the herp, the hep, the herp hep, the runs, 16 different types of cancer, and track lung. The sooner we destroy all the trains, the better off we will all be. Remember, if a train had its way, it would kill you and everyone you care about. It's up to us to get them first. Kill the trains. The Petersons are coming over for dinner tonight. Oh man, is there any way we can get out of this? I don't think so. We've been putting it off for months. All right, I'm cooking, right? And what is it? They can't eat soy, meat, gluten, milk products, eggs, uh, any small grains. Okay, maybe it'd be easier if we figure out what they can eat and I'll build a meal from there. Um, beans? No, they can't eat beans. They have a sensitivity to legumes. I like them so much, but I wish that we could go to their house for dinner and eat whatever it is that they eat. Let's do that. We'll just show up at their house an hour before they were supposed to arrive at our house, and we'll just claim we got mixed up. Oh, perfect. And then if they're like, oh, no, sorry, we were going to your house for dinner, we can say, oh, we didn't understand. Let's go to the grocery store, and you can tell us what you would like. That's, I bet they would be really fun to grocery shop with. I'm actually morbidly curious. I mean, most of the aisles probably don't have a single thing they can consume. But they're still alive, so they must eat something. They must eat something. I imagine what they eat is basically, like if you've ever had a naked juice, basically eat something that looks like that with a spoon in a bowl. Like a slightly thicker, like snottier version of it. Yeah, I, I guarantee that is what we are going to experience. A short time later. Oh look, it's our friends, the Rothschilds. Uh, we were just on our way to your house. Uh, what are you guys doing here? I thought we were coming over. Oh, you thought you were coming over. 
Awkward. I suppose this means you will not be ready for us to dine with you. We were very much looking forward to breaking bread with you this evening. You're able to eat bread? That's... It's a figure of speech. Of course, we can never eat bread. Right. I, I'm so sorry. Well, uh, you know, we can fix this. Why don't we go to the grocery store and pick out some food that you can safely consume? I'm so sorry. We don't go to grocery stores. We find that the carbon footprint of an average grocery store is much too large. All right, well, it's 7.30, uh, and farmer's market's not going to be open, but, you know, we're all hungry. Is there a restaurant that you'd suggest? We can, well, we'll treat our treat. I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. I'm not familiar with restaurant. You know, like where you go to a place and you pay them money to bring you food? <laughs> oh, that's a very funny joke. I don't think this friendship is serving us. We're just trying to be friendly with you. We're just trying to have a nice evening with you. We thought we were coming over for dinner. You invited us for dinner. Yeah, well now you're, you're uninvited because you guys are kind of being jerks and, and really judgy about our lifestyle choices. We're not judgy about all your weird things. We weren't talking about how you probably eat naked juice flavored oatmeal. We have an entire refrigerator full of that if you're interested. I knew it, I fucking knew it. Questions and Answers! Where you ask questions and we give you answers. Just as simple as that. Today's question comes from loyal listener Erin. Read by loyal daughter Ivy. If your husband declares that his wedding ring means that various parts of your body are his property, should you automatically punch him in the dick or give him a warning first? That's an automatic dick punch. No warning. As soon as that last word comes out of his mouth, when that punctuation goes on that sentence, dick punch! Followed up by another dick punch. Followed up by divorce papers. Followed by a dick punch. Questions and answers. Hey, babe, I found this weird key in the garage. Yeah, that's to the vault. I didn't even know we had a vault. Oh, it, it came with the house. It's, it's way in the basement. It's behind some shelves. Just this old mysterious vault that's apparently cursed. Uh, that's the key if you ever need to get in there for anything. I don't know how long you were planning on waiting before telling me about this vault. Oh, honestly, babe, I just forgot about it. Yeah, the old creepy man that appeared when we were doing the walkthrough, who was wearing all robes and warned us of dark times to come, uh, he told me about the vault before we kicked him out. Oh, I thought that was the realtor's assistant. I thought so too. No, no, the realtor was the one who kicked him out, yeah. Boy, having something cursed in the house, that doesn't seem good. There was just so much going on when we did the walkthrough and the closing and everything. I just didn't even think to tell you about the mysterious man and his words of foreboding doom. Well, you know, we do have some stuff we could store in there, some important documents and maybe the handgun. I'm not arguing with you. If you want to check out the vault, we can check out the vault. Let's check out the vault. Later at the vault. It's hard to turn. It's like it hasn't been opened for hundreds of years. Yeah, a lot of dust is shaking off from the edges of the door. Does it feel unnaturally hot in here to you? A little bit, yeah. I was just admiring this, this carving of this, like, I don't know, weird goat man on the front of the door. That is really good work. Nobody does metal work like that anymore. I bet we could make a fortune if we resold this. This is not only a vault, it's a piece of art. Let's see what's inside. There might be some more goodies. Now I'll open the door. 
I just see glowing light. I, I can't see anything else in there. Babe, those are gold bars. Oh, this is so great. I, I Honestly, I was half expecting we would find a bunch of bodies of children who had been murdered in here before we bought the house. I guess that's why I was a little bit hesitant to go in the vault, but this is great. I'm super into gold, and this is a lot of gold. Oh, it's so warm to the touch. You know, if you're really looking for child bodies, we could always open the glowing portal from the other side of the basement. I'm sorry, the what? Hey guys, it's James here with an Amazon product review. This week, John sent me the Women's Cross Enticing Tassel Body Link Harness Metal Chain Tassels Lingerie Set. The product pictures for this are a little scandalous. They are um, a bunch of pictures of a naked woman with uh, some chain links covering her uh, private parts. Covering here being used in a very loose way, such as one would cover a manhole with a one-inch square piece of saran wrap. Look, I was skeptical because I don't really have the body for women's lingerie, but uh, I bought the product and I got a Ziploc bag of a bunch of chains in the mail. I was obviously annoyed because there was no way I would be able to turn these chains into something like I saw in the product description pictures. Trust me, I know. I have them all printed out and taped next to my desk. To get me thinking, though, anything can be lingerie. And that's when I started listing some products on Amazon of my own. Right now, you can buy my Post-it Note lingerie set. It's literally six Post-it Notes, and I'm selling it for $20. You can also buy my Kitchen String lingerie. It's just a roll of Kitchen String. But it's lingerie if you really try to make it be. And I also launched, and I'm very excited about this one, the official There Will Be Crossbows lingerie. It is simply an actual crossbow that if you balance it in just the right way and you're exactly five feet six inches tall it will cover 60 percent of your private parts now that's lingerie i can get behind look i'm going to give this product two stars for functionality but 10 stars for inspiration <laughs> All right, we got it. We got it. That's the last ghost of the day. Yeah, that was a close one. That was a close one today. I'm I'm exhausted. This is quite a workload. I don't want to work that hard. I didn't get into ghost busting so I could work all day long. Come on. The movies made it seem pretty fun, but I got to be honest, it's it's hard work and it's it's really dangerous. I mean, there were 10 of us this morning and and eight of them are now dead. It's just you and me and like what happens tomorrow? Is that going to be us? I mean, the ghosts are tough. They're learning how to beat us. I think we're fighting a losing battle. Learning how to avoid a vacuum cleaner is pretty easy, and, and they did it within minutes. They just, they've learned our ways and they can beat us. These ghosts are smarter than us. And they have powers. Smart plus powers equals a bad day for us. I think it's time you and I left the game while we still can. I just don't know what else I would go bust in life. I've been saving up a lot of money, and uh, I've been eyeing this small rundown property out in the country on the lake. I was thinking I could just kind of retire early and uh, spend my days fishing, relaxing, enjoying nature, and uh, I wouldn't want to be all alone. Dan, are you asking me to move to the country with you? Uh, no, Sean, I was unclear. Uh, would you like to marry me? Oh, that's a different question altogether, but the answer's still yes. That's fantastic. What more could we want in life? I insist that Slimer be our efficient. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> It's time for another round of questions and answers, where the questions that are burning a hole in your mind will be replaced by an answer, which will burn a hole in your mind. 
This question comes from loyal listener Jason and is read by loyal son, Miles. How many times can you go on a first date with the same person before they notice? Hey Jason, I've run the numbers on this one and the answer is six. Now, this whole strategy is very dependent on the first date. You must sneak in the information at some point during the first date that you have five nearly identical siblings and that they are all highly fuckable. For this first date, arrive as yourself, but have a long blonde wig. This is called Persona 1. Try to have a successful enough first date that they're intrigued, but not so successful they want to see you again specifically. No, you want to redirect their attention towards your much more dateable and fuckable twin siblings. Date number two rolls around. Guess what? You are the twin siblings. You're going to arrive to this one just as straight up yourself. That's all you got to do. Once again, leave them wanting more, but not more from you, more from your insanely fuckable twins. For date three, an eye patch. For date four, one of those funny Groucho Marx mustaches. For date five, wear a fake beard. And finally, date six, you're going to arrive to this one with a printout of Harry Styles' face taped over your own face. You're going to say, hi, I'm famous singer and songwriter Harry Styles. You may have met my slightly less fuckable twins. I, the most fuckable one of the bunch, am happy to be on this date with you. Then go through the date, charm their pants off, and you've just gotten six first dates with the same person. Congratulations. Questions and answers. Well, that does it. We've seen every episode of Breaking Bad. I was so drunk through most of them that I don't exactly know what I made up and what was actually part of the plot. Yeah, there were there were definitely some slow spots where my mind just filled in details. I was kind of daydreaming. I'm not that interested in drugs or drug manufacturing, so kind of spaced out for a while. There's that feeling you get when you watch prestige television about like, I know this is so good and I'm supposed to like it, but my God, it's... Ugh. I did really enjoy when Walter White sold all of the meth to the zombie horde. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I didn't realize there was going to be a Walking Dead crossover halfway through. Yeah, I didn't realize that they took place in the same world. When Aaron Paul's character got bit and then he was slowly turning, you're like, oh my God, he's going to sell all the drugs he can before he turns. And he was kind of hiding it from everyone because he didn't want them to know. The show actually really picked up at that point. Yeah, that was my favorite bit. I just wish that more TV makers realized that we don't want more stories about things we have no context for, like selling drugs. We want themes that are comfortable and familiar to us, like zombies, things that are part of our everyday life. It brings the real world into fiction. And I think that's a really important connection to make. Like, I don't care what color your meth is. What I want to know is what do you do when a horde of drugged up zombies appears on your front doorstep? Right, because that could happen at any point. It happened to the Thompsons last weekend. Thank you for dealing with them, by the way. I'm sorry you had to blow them all apart with your shotgun. That's one of the reasons I like to just sit down on the couch and veg out in front of some television. To forget about the horrors of life. You and me both. Hey, what's on your arm? There's a... Or did you get yourself hurt? There's a bandage around your arm. Oh, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing. It's not nothing. Did you get bit? Brazelda Thompson got me on the shoulder before she collapsed. Oh, honey, goddammit, how long have you been turning? Since last weekend. Oh, shoot, it's any point then you'll just kind of snap over, right? Oh, 
I'm fine. I got the best medical care. I recovered faster than anyone in the history of the world, and I'm probably immune now. It would take an extremely stupid person to believe that that's how disease works. No, look, I'm wearing a Superman shirt. I'm feeling as strong as an ox. I'm feeling better than I felt 20 years ago. We've gone to free parties in the last week. You could have gotten people sick. And I've hardly bit anyone. I've hardly bit anyone at those parties. Well, it sounds like you bit a few people. It's not like I'm spreading this thing around. I have to shoot and kill you, and I don't want to. And it's not actually because of the zombie thing. It's just because you're so ignorant about disease that I'm embarrassed to be with you anymore. So surely you understand. Before you shoot me, let's watch the entirety of Better Call Saul. Fine. Only up to the episode where they do the crossover with the Great British Bake Off. It's time for an Amazon product review. This week, James sent me a three-carat engagement ring. But before you go thinking that it was an actual diamond, no, it's a prank item. It is a cheaply made metal ring with three plastic carrots on it, like the vegetable kind. There are three orange carrots, like you might eat, like vegetables. This seems like a pretty mean thing to do to somebody, but it's for the podcast. I have to do it. So, I have been seeing a woman for about six months, and so I decided I would try this out on her. So, we got some takeout. I made a really nice atmosphere for us, lit some candles, had some incense going, dimmed the lights a little bit. It was really romantic. So, at the end of the Baked Alaska, both of us have had exactly the right amount of food, we're starting to gaze deeply into each other's eyes and I pull out this ring box and I go down on my knees and I say, Tiffany, will you make me the happiest person on the entire planet and accept this three carat ring? And I start to open the box, but before I even open the box, Tiffany says, three carats, are you insane? Because apparently three carat ring costs like thousands of dollars. But then I open the box and she sees that there are just carrots on top of a cheap ring. And she didn't say a single word. She seemed to be taken aback. She gazed at the joke ring for a second. And then she stood up and she grabbed her purse and she got her coat and she left my apartment. And I have not seen her since. I can't seem to leave her any more voicemails because her voicemail box is full. When I go to her place, she doesn't answer the door anymore. So uh, I don't know what to tell you about this ring. It kind of ruined my life. I wouldn't recommend buying this or giving it to anybody as a gift because it's uh, basically real-life disappointment in a box. My life is over. Thank you very much, Amazon. Five stars. And that'll do it for another week of There Will Be Crossbows. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had just as much fun as we did putting it together this week. Thanks very much to my buddy James for doing this every week, and thanks to you. Hop on to the Facebook and search out Crossbow Club. You'll get behind-the-scenes footage, extra content, and who knows what else. Tell someone you know about There Will Be Crossbows. That way, when you start talking about Congor and doing the math with him, people know what you're talking about. Have a great week. We'll see you again next Wednesday. And there will be crossbows. There will be danger. And there will be crossbows.